0: excited to meet you because I know you have an amazing story. Um, and I know I'm probably a little late. So I'll try to keep it short and to the point. And um, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Because I know you were rich. You got I don't want to say poor, but you were getting $8 per hour. And then you <laughs> awakened. So can you tell us a little bit about that?
1: Well, you can go ahead and say poor because when I lost everything, I definitely okay. was poor. So
0: <laughs> Okay. Okay. <laughs>
1: So yeah, that was uh, after the uh, the crash of two thousand and eight. Um, I had a pretty big mortgage company, sixteen loan officers. Um, obviously, yeah, like you say, rich. You know, I was making a ton of money, and uh, you know, my identity was attached to that success. It was attached to the material, the money, what I had built. Which, if you have all of that, then you know, you don't really see what the problem is until you lose everything and then you feel like you've lost your identity and you know then i had to kind of reinvent myself from from scratch um the spiritual awakening that was kind of a two-part process so one part was losing my identity by losing all of the material stuff that i'd spent you know my life building Mm-hmm. And then the other part of that equation is leaving Christianity and finding my own spiritual truth. Mm-hmm. Um, so in the midst of losing everything, marriage included.
0: <laughs> okay. So uh, you were married when that happened and you yeah. lost your marriage as that happened.
1: Correct. Yeah. Okay. When I say I lost everything I meant lost everything. Did okay. um, I know.
0: ask you a question? Just, before we continue because you said you didn't realize that you um, you were thinking wrong or you thought you were happy beforehand. You didn't realize you were unhappy. Is that what, what you meant? I don't know. I can't remember exactly what you said, but I kind of got the feeling that there was something wrong. You didn't notice it until you lost everything.
1: Exactly, yeah. So I was tying my identity to what I had accomplished what I the material stuff that I had amassed which for people that are still kind of asleep in the matrix they're in the 3D if they're attached to that they don't realize that that is actually an issue they may not even realize that they've actually done it until they lose everything and then they're like well what's my identity what have I done what what's my purpose
0: okay
1: so it 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 takes a little bit of um you know, Dark Night of the Soul, as they say, to awaken.
0: Dark oh, Night of the Soul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What happened then? You said you started. So, okay, we, we start again. You said that you grew up in a Christian house.
1: Yeah. So I was uh, raised Christian. I was a pretty devout uh, Christian for a good 25 years, mm-hmm. and um, you know, truth be told. Jesus was always there for me. He always came through for me, even as a, a little kid, all the way up until, uh, you know, 2008-ish, something like that. And he always came through until one day he did it. And he did not on purpose so that I would learn to become a fisherman instead of asking him for a fish dinner all the time. And this is, you know, this is always the paradigm that a lot of people don't, understand if they're still kind of stuck in that old paradigm. You know, if, if we're coming at it from, you know, Heavenly Father, which would be a parent offspring situation, there's no situation where the parent doesn't want the offspring to be just as good or better. Yeah. I mean, how many times have you heard a parent say, Oh, I want to give my my child all the things that I never had when I was a kid, or I want my child to do so much better in life than, than I ever did. You know, yeah. so you know, it—it's it, have
0: to give them space to do that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah. saying Jesus gave you a little bit of a break so you can learn to be a fisherman.
1: <laughs> so I could grow up and be a fully functioning adult and not a dependent adult on the parent, basically.
0: Yeah. And how did that work for you?
1: <laughs> it worked great. It—it um, it was uh, so around that time uh, is when the secret came out. And a lot of people, you know, they kind of uh, had a spiritual awakening from the secret. Uh, but there was a part in the secret where I think it was Rhonda Byrne's sister that had given Rhonda Byrne a book after her father died and mm-hmm. said, this book will change everything. So I said, well, let me just go to the source directly and see what this book is all about. And that book was The Science of Getting Rich by Wallace D. Waddles. Mm-hmm. And that book changed my life because that was the first time that I had ever heard uh, the concept of unity consciousness. So that book teaches that source consciousness runs through everything and is everything, including you. Mm -hmm. Now, if you're raised in the fear-based religions, you're raised in duality. God is something completely separate from you. You're not worthy of God. You're not worthy of his love. You got this huge debt to repay all of this type of stuff. But this was the first time I had ever heard of, Unity you are source having a physical experience and everything that you experience in your world in the physical. is just another extension of yourself. Mm -hmm. So the abundance that you want those dollars or euros or whatever your currency is, those are just extensions of yourself. That you're calling home to yourself to experience in a greater degree, even what would be considered your enemies. Those are not your enemies. Those are just another extension of yourself and you're never divided against yourself. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden I thought, wow, I, I don't have enemies. <laughs> I can't be divided against myself. I am abundance. Wow, this is, this is mind blowing. And at that time, as you mentioned, um, after losing everything, I had a uh, work at home job on the phone, customer service for Barnes and Noble, making $8 an hour. <laughs> And after getting that book within three weeks, I got a $100,000 a year salary job, which number one is not the easiest thing in the world to do, but it's especially difficult when there's an economic recession going on, <laughs> ah. which just goes to show you that you create your world from your beliefs. The outside circumstances are the outside circumstances are just the effect. They're not the cause. You're you you're creating everything. So it doesn't matter about an economic crisis or anything. If you believe you are abundance, that's exactly what you'll experience.
0: You know why this was so inspiring to me? Because um, I heard you telling this story in a different interview and I found it mind blowing because for me, I went through a very similar experience. I come from a Muslim uh, background and I also had to lose everything, I awakened. Um, And I always believed that I can create money, but speaking, you were like, okay, within three weeks or whatever short amount of time, I was able to build all this again. Well, for me, it didn't work like that. Even though I visualized, I did the work, I think I still had a lot of deep beliefs that I needed to work through. So that was really inspiring to me, but also made me question um, if three weeks later you were able to make this amount of money and get this job, how long did your awakening or the falling, like your life falling apart, uh, period was for? Because I don't believe it was very short because you needed no, to learn a of things, right?
1: <laughs> yeah. So, um, when I had my mortgage companies, the banks stopped lending in about May of '07. And then by December of 07, I had burned through all of my savings and uh, was almost on the verge of of losing everything. Um, And then into 08 um, is when everything really just spiraled out of control, Um, marriage, houses, cars, repoed, all of that stuff. Um, and at that time I was still Christian. So I was doing the Christian thing, you know, Christians say, you're supposed to do the right thing when the wrong thing is happening to you. And if you yes. just pass this cosmic test, God's going to show up in the 11th hour and he's going to deliver you and all of this stuff. And I, I just wasn't getting delivered. And I was being this nice, uh, guy when I was losing everything and trying to stay positive and have faith and all of that. And then, um, that's when I, found that book, uh, I want to say mid-09, mid something like that. So that whole dark night, yeah, that, that whole um, chaotic period of losing everything or dark night of the soul, you can't really have a dark night of soul until after you've had a spiritual awakening, but I'm calling it that because it was just this chaotic period of forging a new identity, which that probably was a good year and a half. Before I discovered how to actually just create your own reality and stop being codependent. <laughs>
0: okay. Okay. Fantastic. So, can you tell us a little bit about what happened throughout the night, uh, the dark night of the soul? What did you feel? What What kind of things that you had to sort um, through to realize that you were different? Maybe you weren't the good Christian, and you are now the good enlightened being <laughs> that you are. <laughs>
1: Well, I had to unlearn everything that Christianity teaches you. Um, there's a lot of judgment, condemnation. There's this concept of sin. There's this concept that you have to, a huge debt was paid for you and you got to pay it back. The problem when you raise children with this belief, you're raising them with uh, issues of self-worth uh, because, you know, you're a dirty sinner. You know, you're, you're not as good as God. And, and you're, you you do not even deserve God's love. It, if you're raised with that, well, you know, the problem see i coach a lot of people and usually when people have self-worth issues or self-love issues they were raised in a religious household that teaches them that you're not crap you're a dirty sinner you don't deserve god's love this huge so you know god gave his life for you so you've got this huge debt to pay back and i didn't ask for that (laughs) you know it's just and if you think about it it literally makes no sense because we're attributing the lowest vibrational 3D egoic aspects that a bratty five-year-old would have to the highest of the high. Mm -hmm. So that literally makes zero sense at all. But you can't see it when you're inside of it because if you haven't had a spiritual awakening, you're still operating from ego. And it's not until you step outside of the ego and observe the ego that you can see through all the egoic structures. So. I, I spent 25 years in Christianity perfectly happy, not knowing any different, um, And that's perfectly fine for people that are in that. You know, I would say follow the energy and whatever feels good, do that until it no longer does. And then that means your soul is ready to awaken to the next level. Um, but until you step out of the 3D ego, you're not going to see the 3D structures of control, fear, and condemnation. Mm-hmm. but you can see through it like glass once you step out of it and that's what a spiritual awakening is it's stepping out of the 3d ego and viewing things <clears throat> from a higher consciousness not from a place of fear not from a place of judgment condemnation lack or scarcity you're judging things or observing things from unity consciousness from a state of love Absolutely. and that's where the true awakening comes from
0: okay and if you don't mind me asking, how did that uh, process of awakening affected your relationships? Um, maybe your family relationships, friends who might be still, um, I don't wanna say stuck in the old ways, but still following the old ways.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's very accurate. Um, fortunately, um, I have a great mother. <laughs> She's very um, open um she did introduce me to uh christianity but she's she's very um open-minded and flexible and very accepting and you know fortunately she loves me so much that she you know allows me allowed me to just kind of find my own path without judgment
0: of course because you are a boy (laughs)
1: <laughs>
0: we, that's because you're a boy we don't get that <laughs> oh
1: okay <laughs> doesn't that work doesn't that way for back. uh for women
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. no <laughs>
1: oh okay <laughs> so fortunately i didn't uh kind of get that uh pressure from uh my my family my father had passed away when i was 19 so i didn't get pressure on that side mm-hmm. um yeah, friends. I had to I had to change friends because I was going to church and there were, you know, friends in church and all of that. And you just don't resonate at that level anymore. Mm-hmm. And interestingly enough, you know, opposing frequencies can't share the same space. So when you raise your vibration and you wake up spiritually, yeah, you're going to lose those lower vibrational relationships, but the universe, it's birds of a feather, the universe is going to bring you new relationships and acquaintances that do meet your new higher vibration of awakenness.
0: Wonderful. Now, um, you said that you were wealthy enough or very wealthy beforehand. And then you, I believe that you are comfortable or now making money again after your awakening. How do you feel um, or what was the difference between the two um, experiences with having money? So you were wealthy before, but it, was there a different feeling or the, a different relationship that you had with money before um, to what you have now?
1: Um, I would say the relationship would probably be more um, of a mental shift. So before I was very money hungry and busted my butt and built businesses to just be rich basically. And now, I don't really care. <laughs> hey. and, and I don't care. One, I don't care, so there's no resistance to it. And two, I identify as the physical walking embodiment of abundance itself. So it's an identity thing. Your identity creates your reality that you experience. And I just experience it. I don't really care about it or think about it. And it's, it's just here. So. But I
0: assume <laughs> from going to... Um, from going from a place where you were getting paid $8 per hour to where you are now, what the hell did you shift? What exactly, you went through something there. Can you share with us a little bit about the process that you went through, if that's okay? Yeah,
1: um, uh, back then I was uh, deep into the book, uh, The Science of Getting Rich, as I mentioned, and it was just the understanding that you are abundant, you're the source. So for example, people that are you know, let's say they haven't had the spiritual awakening yet, they're they're plugged into the matrix, as we like to say, they may look at their job as their source. Mm -hmm. So if they lose their job, they lose their source. However, if you view yourself as the source, then the universe has an infinite number of different channels to bring into your physical experience your perceived self-identity. So that job that you lost, it's just a channel. Another job will show up or people will show up that have an opportunity that's even better for you if you're identifying as the source.
0: And to me, that feels like the level of faith you have in the universe is really high because otherwise you wouldn't be able to trust that money will show up whenever you just need it or even well, more than
1: they- that. To bypass faith and trust, and the way that you bypass that is becoming it. I am Source. I am abundance. I am perfect. (laughs) Yeah, because once you start, because then you start stepping in. If if it has to be a thing of faith, then we start stepping into deserve and worthy and all of that, which is the same thing that fear-based religions do. So you bypass all of that by understanding you are source, having a physical experience to understand itself through physical contrast and everything that you want exists now. You don't have to attract it from someplace over there and bring it over here. It's right here now. You just have to vibrationally line up with it through self-identifying as it.
0: Okay. And do you have a practice where you actually, I know you probably walk around and you're like, I am abundance and you don't even have to think about it at this stage but do you meditate?
1: Do you? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You can't, uh, you know, I, I can't overstate the importance of meditation because meditation allows you to connect with your true identity as source consciousness. Mm-hmm. So when you step forth in life with that self perceived identity, your life is going to mirror that back to you. So, you know, it, it the, the, the alignment and the connection with you being source consciousness is that solves all problems because now your level of completeness and your level of wholeness is at such a high level because you all you already are all of those things so you don't need to get it from somebody else. you don't need to get acceptance. you don't need to people please or act inauthentic to, in, in the hopes of getting something. you already are everything. Mm-hmm. And when you step into that mindset, you're in a state of allowing, you're in a state of receiving, you're in what's called a flow state. If you have to act inauthentic in the hopes of getting something, you're in a survival scarcity mindset, which is a state of resistance, and then abundance can't flow to you because you're being inauthentic.
0: That is wonderful. I actually, the same around the same time, I think, I got introduced to The Secret, and mm. that's when I started making really good money. I left the, the country. I actually moved to the States. I was making really good money. I've never made that before. and uh, But like the process of awakening started happening and I got really broke and I was sick and all the horrible things happened. But since then, I think I'm in recovery mode right now. Um, but all these things I'm asking you, it's because I'm gonna use them. <laughs> so, so I feel I feel I'm still shaky a little bit because I was so shocked after my awakening that now I feel like so wobbly and it's just like my muscles are so tired. But I can't wait to actually start embodying all this. Is there a certain um, practice that you or? something that you do every day. I know you do meditation, but if someone wants to start creating more abundance in their life, um, what kind of practice or advice you would give them to start moving or shifting now?
1: Well, um, so identifying as abundance in meditation, and then you always want to take action steps because there's a, there's a union there between spirit and the physical. So everything is going to align for you in the unseen, but you have to do something in the physical to grasp it and and bring it to you. Mm -hmm. So after you've identified yourself or self-identified as abundance itself, you've aligned, uh, your identity with source, you can take, some action steps, you might want to list five things, five action steps, even if they're just baby steps on how you can bring in more abundance. And a lot of times that's going to come from what is the passion in your heart? Because if you're just kind of focusing on the money, it's going to work, but what's really going to last longer is if you focus on your passion and focus on your purpose. Yeah. Um, because a lot of times if you're just focused on the money that you're going to get some money in, but then if you hit some roadblocks, you might get a little discouraged and you may not have the power to get through those roadblocks. Mm-hmm. However, if it's your passion, any roadblock that comes up, it's it's fun to you. It's it's yeah. your purpose. So you're just going to keep going and going and going until you you build something great. Wonderful.
0: That's um, a great advice.
1: Thank yeah. you for
0: that. Okay. So, um, we spoke about that and I wanted to talk to you specifically because I know you're a man and you went through the, Oh yeah, I know you're a man. Sorry. I know, I know it sounded weird. But...
1: That's, that's <laughs> <okay>.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I just assumed, <laughs> but I speak to many people. I'm friendly with very, um, with many people at the gym. And often guys tell me like, you know, I'm, I'm never like as big as I want to be or and I look at them and I see them perfect and we also sometimes I look at myself and I see myself oh my god you know I put a little after quarantine I put a little bit fat on all of these things but I think women have the ability to express these things while men don't open up so easily and I wonder if the awakening process has helped you to open up a little more and to become more expressive and how, what's the difference between expressing yourself before and expressing yourself now?
1: Well, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel if I, if the spiritual awakening hadn't have made me uh, be able to express myself. Because, yes. you know, being on YouTube and just spilling my guts, you know, it's a pretty vulnerable thing uh, when you're just putting this out for for the public. And that was definitely something that I was not able to do before having a spiritual awakening so again we go back to saying a spiritual awakening is coming into alignment with your true identity and when you're in alignment with your true identity then your sense of wholeness and completeness is is absolute so i no longer feel like i did before having a spiritual awakening that i need to act in an inauthentic way to get acceptance or to get love if I have some emotions to express, I'm going to express them. And that's what it is because I don't need anything from the outside. I always like to say, be your authentic self and the world will adjust. Mm -hmm. So the world is always going to adjust to you. So for guys that, you know, are having a little bit of an issue expressing themselves emotionally, if they can come into alignment with their true identity as eternal divinity, then they don't need to worry about whether they get accepted or what the uh, repercussions of expressing yourself are. Maybe being called, you know, non-masculine or, or whatever. Those are just labels from people that are living in the 3D. Mm-hmm. If you're no longer, if, if you're no longer living in the 3D and you're kind of observing <laughs> uh, the ego from the outside of the 3D, you don't care what the opinions from the 3D ego are.
0: Because you connected to Source.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm.
0: Wonderful. And how do you find that change? I, I don't know if you're dating. Uh, no pressure to say, but like, if, how did that change your relationship with women? If you don't mind me
1: asking. Uh, immensely, because you're no longer trying to get something in return. You just are what you are. You're a complete, whole, divine being, and anybody that vibrates and aligns with that is is welcome. you know so that i think that that keeps that understanding keeps men from acting inauthentic
0: Mm -hmm. Mm
1: -hmm. sorry
0: about that how do you see women reacting to that because i know in the past when um we saw people who are or men who are too emotional we might kind of like we weren't used to that at all and Mm -hmm. Only in the recent years that I started also practicing compassion with other people. And I'm like, they need to express themselves and I'm able to deal with that. While in the past, I didn't feel like I was able for it. So how do you feel the women in your life are reacting to this change that happened within you?
1: Well, I think that, uh, I think a lot of women run into guys, like you said, that, that don't express themselves mm-hmm. and they may act inauthentic and they try to put on a, you know, a, an error or a, a, a fake identity to get something in return. And so when you're just authentic, you're able to connect with someone on a deeper level. And I think that that's what a lot of women are really wanting. They're really wanting more of a deep connection. And if you're in touch with your true identity, um, you're able to be vulnerable in those spots. I mean, as a man, you don't want to be, you don't want to be non-masculine where you're just this, you know, wishy-washy pushover there that no woman wants that of course. Right. But, um, if you are strong in your identity as source consciousness, then you're not going to have all of these walls up with the emotions or expressing how you actually feel and i think that women are able to really uh find that deep connection with a guy who's more spiritual than a guy who's just you know trying to be the cool guy putting on a a front
0: yeah do you know what i often think about like i feel we got lucky that yes we went through all the madness and heartbreak and the dark night of the soul but somehow i feel like we got pushed into that and like you had no other way. Did you Did you feel like you would run away from it? I don't think so. But like, what, what about other people who don't get pushed over the edge and life doesn't present them with these new ideas? Is there anything that you think that they could do in order to start discovering more of themselves?
1: Well, I think the desire has to be there for them to discover themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that a lot of people that, you know, are still plugged into the matrix and the 3D as, as we say, and everything is going fine, they don't have the need to discover themselves because everything is fine, right you know. Right for
0: them, yeah.
1: Yeah. It, it's kind of like the saying, um, you know, comfort is the destroyer of greatness. You know, so if you're in your comfort zone and everything is going fine, you don't really want to put in the effort to dig deeper and do the work to discover what you truly are. Um, and there's also the fear of rocking the boat, you know, hey, I've, I've got, uh, you know, love and money and my career is great and, and everything is fine. And I don't want to, you know, uh, dig deeper and, and kind of mess all of that up.
0: Yeah. So. do you encourage people people to mess that
1: up (laughs) what's that
0: do you encourage people to mess that up if they have it
1: (laughs) (laughs) well i think the universe is pretty good at knowing when somebody is ready to go to the next level and when someone is ready to go to the next level that's when those life challenges uh that are meant to level you up are going to show up
0: wonderful and can you tell us a little bit about? I'm not going to take too much of your time because I know you're busy today. Um, can you tell us a little bit about your YouTube channel? What kind of ideas do you put out there? Um, is it for men, women, for everyone? I listen to you, I know, so it doesn't matter, men, women.
1: Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So uh, it's called uh, Lightways, and uh, it's for anyone that has had a spiritual awakening and they're looking for a little bit of guidance um, because. One of, th- one of the things about waking up spiritually is you kind of feel like the odd person out because everyone else around you is still asleep. The stuff that you're saying, they think you're crazy.
0: <laughs> oh, yeah. How did you yeah. deal with that? Because everyone thinks I'm nuts and I kind of like it because I am a little bit, but how did <laughs> you deal with that?
1: You know, a- again, it's it's uh, in alignment with, understanding your identity with source consciousness, the opinions from the people from the the, the 3D ego just doesn't, it doesn't matter because you know truth. Mm. It's kind of the same as, um, you know, someone telling you that the sun is purple, like that person's opinion doesn't matter because you know that the sun is in fact not purple. So,
0: (laughs) okay. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: but Lightways is to give people that have had a spiritual awakening some type of uh, direction with a bunch of resources on everything and anything related to a spiritual awakening because it's it's kind of tough to find those those resources. Um, there's information coming from everywhere. A lot of it is coming from 3D dualistic ego-based stuff, and I just try to make it relatable and understandable for everybody.
0: Thank you for that. Do you have anything that you maybe think is um, necessary for this time for people to hear? um, Anything regarding maybe quarantine? How are you dealing with it?
1: Well, uh, that whole thing is a contrived, uh, planned uh, type of thing and I'm not gonna be a pawn of anything that is contrived. So I don't don't wear a mask, I don't quarantine, I don't do any of that nonsense because it's a control-based, contrived, nonsensical
0: yeah, <laughs> okay. okay. I do that too. I do that too. So we're on the same page.
1: Um, I've done a couple of videos on the collective consciousness going through the dark night of the soul.
0: Mm-hmm. So another
1: term for the dark night of the soul is ego death. So ego death, the ego is in charge of identity. So ego death is... the the death of that old identity and birthing a new identity, which is usually forged from chaos. That's how creation works. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And so people that are going through that chaotic purging process of the great awakening is what we call it, um, just understand that that's not here to punish you. That is here to birth your new stronger, higher consciousness identity And that new identity is going to be more in line with your true self, which is source consciousness, which is all things. It's absolute love. It's absolute health. It is the highest frequency. And then you create your world according to your vibration.
0: And when those people are going through it, do you have an advice of what's the... I know it's painful anyway, but what's the... If you could look back at your experience, what would you uh, do differently? Is there something that you wish you have done? Uh,
1: You know, that's a very interesting question because a couple of years ago, I would ask myself if I could go back in time and change anything. And then I, but the thing about it is I wouldn't be who I am today. So those quote-unquote mistakes, they're never mistakes, Mm -hmm. those quote-unquote mistakes made me who I am today. As a matter of fact, this channel, it took me, so I had something that happened, uh, let's see, 18. I took, I I delayed about a year in making this uh, YouTube channel. And a whole lot of stuff kind of happened in that year that gave me even more experience that I can share with other people of how to get through those types of kind of tough experiences and challenges. Mm -hmm. And so I know that all of the stuff that's happened in the past, if I had gone back and just made everything roses and bubblegum, I wouldn't, I wouldn't have a YouTube channel. You know, I wouldn't have anything to share because there wouldn't be anything for me to tell people how to overcome.
0: Yeah, because it's necessary to go through all the questioning and ups and downs and craziness. Oh my goodness, I remember myself sitting in my bed crying for days and months and drooling all over the place. It was tough.
1: (laughs) And that made you who you are today.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I suppose. (laughs) David, thank you so, so much for um, accepting my request to have you on the podcast. I didn't get to introduce you properly, so I will make sure I leave links um, for your social media and YouTube channel in the description box below. And guys, if you have any questions or anything to say to David, please uh, do leave them in the comments uh, section below. And yeah, is there anything else you want to to say?
1: Uh, Just a message to everyone out there going through something difficult. Just know that what you're going through is here to make you stronger. It's not here to punish you. So just lean into it, understand your identity as source, and you will birth a new identity.
0: Thank you for that. And don't forget to subscribe to me first and then to (laughs) him. Thank you so, so much.